Hi, it's Kathy from Rock Your Retirement, and I'm your host. My husband and I have a running argument about traveling. I want to travel more. He's concerned about the cost of getting care for our two rescue dogs, Izzy and Winky, and my Moluccan cockatoo, Mr. Grant. And it's not just the cost. It's the upheaval of the animals that they have to go through when we leave. So when I found out about these house-sitting websites that are out there, I had to dig deeper and learn more. I found two people who use these services regularly. The first person I spoke with was Joanne Schneider, or Josie for short. Josie and her husband have been all over the world. They've been able to travel to places that others only dream about because of the cost. Now, granted... She and her husband are retired, and they receive Social Security among their other ongoing payments. But for most people on a fixed budget, traveling around the world might not be an option. How did they do it? They used house-sitting matching services. Josie and her husband have been staying in bed and breakfast when she found out about house-sitting. In 2008, we were in Australia, and we were staying in bed and breakfasts. And at that time, in 2008, which is, you know, it seems so silly because it's such a short time ago, but we weren't even using the internet then. I had a book of bed and breakfasts in Australia, and we would look in the book to find a place to stay in a town we were headed towards. And so in Alice Springs, in the red center of Australia, we booked a bed and breakfast and we got there and our hostess said, I'm not the homeowner here. I don't own this place. I'm just house sitting for them. And we looked at each other and looked at her and um, we were very confused and Um, She explained how you meet up with homeowners on websites and uh, that you can go and stay in someone else's home uh, while they're on vacation. And it's it's an exchange that no money changes hands. It's free to the traveler. And the homeowner gets peace of mind knowing that they're home and often their pets are looked after. The first woman we met who was uh, house-sitting, that's an unusual situation that she was house-sitting for a bed and breakfast, but they do exist. So there's all different situations, all different stories, as you can imagine. There's, you know, millions of people around the world doing all different things, and they require different uh, things of house-sitters who come and stay in their So um, that was 2008 when we first found out about it, and we had to settle some things in our own lives. And then in 2010, we started uh, house sitting. That was our five month trip. And so we had signed up on, I think two or three of the house sitting websites. So we started looking about eight months in advance for house sits because you know we were new to it and wanted to do the right thing and be organized. And so we found a homeowner in Copenhagen. There were a couple, a young married couple, and they had just had a baby and wanted to vacation to visit their families for six weeks. 
And so we went and house sat for them in their home for six weeks, looking after their two dogs. So in terms of the, the house sitting websites, what happened with that particular one was the homeowner got 125 requests. In, in other words, we were in competition with 125 other people who wanted to house it for them. So because it was our first one and they chose us, you know, we had no experience at that point. So I was very interested to ask her why they chose us. I asked her about that eight-month around-the-world house-sitting adventure, and she said, We started in Helsinki, worked our way down through Scandinavia, uh, UK, seven countries in Europe, Singapore, and Australia, and then back to the U.S. where we live. I was curious to find out how she did this. When I asked how she was able to get the trip scheduled in advance, she expanded. We kept adding on. It's logistically impossible to have them all scheduled or committed to beforehand because in an eight-month time period, the, the people eight months out were not posting their need for house sitters yet. So, yes, we had to do it as we went along. When you house sit for people, you are generally there to take care of the host's animals. Sometimes, as was the case for Josie's first house-sitting experience, you are there to take care of the garden. I mean, who wants to spend years cultivating a beautiful garden and then come home from a trip to find everything dead? No, they um, they had never had house-sitters before. And when I sent a letter to her, um, she wrote back immediately, like the same day, and said, I want to talk to you. And so we got on the telephone, and we were just like best friends immediately. It, it was just that click thing where you just feel like it's a sister that, you know, you hadn't seen in 10 years kind of thing. So she loved us, and she had very extensive gardens in their yard. And I have taken care of uh, similar type situation. And we really resonated on that level. And, and her gardens were super important to her. So I think that was a huge part of it, maybe maybe 80% of it, that we took really good care of her gardens. Not only does the house sitter get a stay for free, but they also get to have experiences that are difficult, if not impossible, to have if you're staying at a hotel. You're staying in a neighborhood with locals instead of in a tourist area with a hotel. And so, for instance, we've stayed in the suburbs of Copenhagen twice, stayed in the suburbs of Sydney, Australia, two house-its there in different suburbs. And so this it's very standard type living that um, anyone does in their regular life with a, a regular home and a yard. And they're all unique and very, very different from uh, staying in a hotel in that you have neighbors and the homeowners often introduce us to the neighbors. And so what that gives us is a real look into the local culture. And we share dinners, uh, our neighbors. 
uh, we talk about politics and culture and taxes and the quirks of the area. And, and it has allowed us to really immerse in a culture that is really, that's quite impossible when you stay in a hotel. The, our neighbors have taken us on little road trips in the area or hiking, shopping. Uh, for instance, Irene, one of our neighbors in Copenhagen, took us down to the docks where she buys fresh fish. And there was a certain day and time when you go down and the fishermen are coming right in and they put their buckets of fish that they've just caught out on the dock and you pick the one out that you like. And so these are very unique experiences that would be very difficult to seek out if you're staying in a hotel. Logistically, what happens? The homeowner posts on one of the matching services that they're looking for. The dates of the trip are, is listed along with the animals and other details of the assistance that's needed. Once it's posted, people apply to the house sitting position. The first time Josie applied for a house sit, the homeowner got over a hundred applications. What made her decide on Josie and her husband? The letter of introduction is what gave her the edge. Now, of course, she still went through an interview process of sorts, but it was really the letter that got her noticed. Josie teaches people how to write their introduction letter on her blog, housesittingtravel.com. She also gives other tips and tricks to traveling, such as how to accumulate frequent flyer miles to help with your trip as well. But what about the other end, the people who have house sitters come and stay in their home? To get that perspective, I spoke with Chris Ramon. I asked Chris what interested her in exchanging homes, which was her first entree to house sitting. When my kids were young, we didn't have a lot of extra money, and I couldn't really bear the thought of all four of us stuck in a hotel room together, um, throwing away expensive food and meals out. I decided to look into house sitting because I was really looking for people that just wanted to hang out with my cats. When asked about how she started getting house sitters through these websites, it wasn't just because of the cost. It was also the stress of getting your furry friends to a kennel or cattery or even to the neighborhood kid. I started looking around, to be honest, before I even heard of house sitting, and I found what sounds like this amazing cat kennel, but it would be $50 a day for both my cats. And plus, you know, cats don't even like to be away from home, really. So, so this is so much better. And you know, when it comes to dogs, I think it's really important, you know, that people are here because dogs need company and they need to get out. I really like on the Trusted House Sitters website that you can actually put in very detailed instructions. There are people that sometimes want their pets to receive shots. They're looking for somebody that does that. There are people that want their dogs walked three times a day. And I just think people are really diligent. It's a very different mind set than hiring someone in the neighborhood. You post your, your home and your dates on a, on a website and then all these lovely people drop into your email box and come and stay. And it's, it's been really amazing. You get someone um, that's vetted to stay in your home for no charge 
and do just what you need them to do with your home and your animals while you're gone. And likewise, if you are a house sitter and you're looking to extend your stay without spending too much money, you can stay in someone else's home and do that for them at no cost to you. I asked her if she was nervous about letting people stay in her home. I mean, these people are strangers, right? I think for me, the key to finding great people is always looking for somebody that has a number of glowing reviews. It's sort of like Yelp. You look and you can see there's there's some people that are new to this or maybe don't look like quite your kind of people, but there's lots of people where people can't just say enough good things. And so I begin by looking for people with lots of great reviews, which gives me confidence. And then I reach out to them through the site. You can actually reach out proactively to people in your area that sound good, or you can publicize on the site your, uh, your request and have people apply. Once there seems to be mutual interest, then I typically Skype with them and uh, we get a sense of each other pretty quickly. The first time I did it, I ended up with two women that were best friends running an online wedding consulting business. And they were Canadian, these two women, about two 40-year-old women that were best friends. And one of them had lived in London and the other lived in Vancouver Yoko, the one in Vancouver, moved over to London to see Paige, and they said, shoot, why don't we do this house-setting gig? The other couple, they were on the other end of the age spectrum. They were retired, living in a retirement community in Washington State, and they have an RV that they park in Palm Springs, and they winter there. So they look for opportunities to house-sit along the coast where I live, they reached out to me and they, they stayed with our, our two cats when uh, we were in Hawaii recently. It can't all be good though, right? I asked her what her concerns were. You wonder, you know, am I going to hear from these people at all? I mean, am I going to come back? Is the house going to be a mess? But honestly, I had someone come to clean the day after we got home both times and it, the house didn't even need it. They had they had stripped the beds, put it all you know out in the laundry. The house was immaculate. So... I just sort of wonder to myself why I had ever paid for house sitters in the past, considering that these people were all better and free. <laughs> Chris loves to travel. And now with the ability to have people house sit for free, she's able to get out more. In fact, she's even started a blog called Explore Now or Never. Her blog talks about travel tips and how to get out and see more, even if you are afraid. She helps you through all of that. I have to admit, I'm in love with the idea, and I don't know if we would have tried it if we wouldn't have already stayed in an Airbnb when we went to the Pasadena Rose Bowl Parade. But since we did, dealing with people on a one-to-one -one basis instead of a hotel appeals to me. And now the thought of letting someone stay in our home to watch our animals seems like a fair trade. In fact, we are trying it. It's our first time, and we didn't do everything that we should have. For example, we were told to jump on a Skype call before deciding on who to hire, and we didn't do that. But I feel confident that it will work out. The sitters will stay in our guest suite, as we are lucky to have one, we will go through the document provided to give great instructions to the sitters. 
The sitters are arriving a couple of days early so that we feel comfortable that they know how our dogs, you know, we want them to get to know our dogs before we leave. And if there are any problems with my cockatoo, it won't be too late to take him to the bird kennel. If you'd like to try it out, the service we decided on is called Trusted House Sitters. And if you use my link at rockyourretirement.com slash sitters, you'll get 20% off and I'll get a couple of free months. How fair is that? So I know this episode was a little bit different. I was trying something new and I hope you enjoyed it. So if you did, head on over to the show notes and leave a comment. In any case, I'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Oh, wait, I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rock Your Retirement Show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy. Episodes 1 through 236 can be thought of as an encyclopedia. These are topics that may or may not be interesting to you. You can listen to the ones that you're interested in and forget the rest until the issue becomes an issue for you. And that's okay. I actually don't recommend starting with episode one and working through until the most recent. That's actually not how the show was designed. Of course, if you want to do that so you can see how the show changed over time, you're welcome to. Now, starting in August, actually August 31st of 2020, we changed the format of the show. The monthly episodes starting with 237 follow a real retiree from her pre-announcement through her first year of retirement. There might be bonus episodes, but we're committed to monthly. If you've enjoyed any of our past shows or the show that you've just listened to and you want to support us, you can do so in any of the four ways. One, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. This is the most important way that people find us. Since our audience is typically older, we grow by having our listeners share our episodes with others. Two, subscribe to or follow the show using whatever podcast catcher you're listening on right now. Now, if you're listening on your computer, you can listen on your smartphone by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I mean, I believe on all of them. If you can't find us on the podcast catcher that you'd like to use, send us a note on the website at rockyourretirement.com and we'll make sure that we get on your favorite podcast app. But basically, what you do is you download the app and then you search for the show and when you find it, you'll hit subscribe. Make sure 
it's the Rock Your Retirement Show, and that you hear my voice when you listen. Um, actually, there were some episodes where Henry Shapiro was a guest. Uh, we, we actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the, the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show uh, when he decided to leave podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review. Whatever podcast app you're listening to normally has the option of leaving a review, either a written review saying how great the show is or just with stars. Five stars is typically the best. And of course, we're shooting for those five-star reviews. And if you tell us why you like the show, what you liked about it, it's actually easier for other people to understand what the show's about. A lot of people, when they find our show, they think it's about money. And of course, by now, you know that it's not. Number four, if you'd like to support us financially, of course, we're always appreciative of that. Just go to rockyourretirement.com slash support, and it will take you to our page where you can support us financially. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.